Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. You know, I have more information that I want to share with you today than I could possibly fit into a shorter type of episode. So I'm going to do my very best to summarize things whenever possible and maybe even talk really fast when I have a list of things that I briefly want to touch on. Now, a lot of change is taking place in the digital world right now. And if you're a solopreneur, freelancer, content creator of any kind, I'm sure you can feel it even if you can't quite put your finger on exactly what it is or how many things are changing right in front of our eyes. Much of this comes down to, I believe, the rapid implementation of AI and people talking about what's coming next, how it's going to kill certain industries, affect entire industries. But right now, as it stands, I believe that AI can be viewed as an asset or an ally to your business If you're a solopreneur, freelancer, content creator, anything like that, I believe it can skyrocket your productivity. And we're talking about the short term right now, put you in a position to offer added value to your existing clientele and a whole lot more. Now consider this. For the past two decades, we've had the option of hiring people to do customized work for us or taking Option number two, and using a template and saving some money. For example, I can hire a lawyer to create a simple will for me, or I can go online and buy a template. Either way, it's printed out, has to be notarized before it's a legal document. I can hire a designer if I want to create a specific kind of logo for me. Or if the budget doesn't allow, I can buy a template and modify it. You see, there's always going to be people willing to pay for something that is uniquely created or made for them and their business. And consider this, even if AI gets to the point where it can do all the above, it can do custom work as well as creating templates, there will always be people who fit into the done-for-them crowd. These will be individuals who won't want to mess with learning things like writing prompts, which ones work, which ones don't, and all of the other things that we associate, at least right now, with artificial intelligence and its creative abilities. And this is especially so for business people because they have a never-ending stream of responsibilities that they have to tend to week in and week out. Now, before we go any further, today's episode is brought to you by the Digital Strategist Newsletter, and this is volume two of my monthly newsletter, which is available at jimsnewsletter.com and one-to-many-system.com, and this is the program that I've designed to help you build a complete marketing and sales system for your business. This program will remove all the mystery associated with building out a complete marketing system and the accompanying website. And once you learn where all the pieces go, you can apply the same framework to any of your other projects going forward. Again, that's available at one-to-many-system.com. Now, today I want to talk about creating an easy-to-execute digital marketing plan, especially if you're strapped for time. So we could create marketing plan after marketing plan, and the one thing they all have in common is they all involve 
a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of boxes we have to check as we go down the list. There's a lot of testing involved. And sometimes when we see exactly what's involved in a complete marketing plan, we get overwhelmed and we don't do anything at all. And so I want to share with you and understand this. Now, let me just talk to you as I would one of my clients as a marketing consultant. It would be better for you to have a partial marketing plan than none at all. In other words, if you're only capable of investing an hour of time a week into your digital marketing efforts, that will be better and it will have a compounded effect over time, all other things being equal, and you will get more out of that than, again, doing nothing at all. And so sometimes we feel like it's all or nothing, especially when we see a complex plan in front of us, and so we opt for nothing. And that's understandable because life isn't just about business. And it's not just about any one specific activity within the business. There are a lot of things that go into running a successful business. And that's one of the reasons why productivity was such a hot topic over the last 10 years or so. But what I'm discovering and talking to people of all different ages, people in their 20s, people in their 40s, people over 60, in other words, all different ranges, all different groups of people, is that it's impossible to keep up with the flow of information that's out there right now. And even an experienced person who's been doing something for a long, long time is having that kind of difficulty. So a lot of people are opting now to decide once and for all what they're going to build their systems around, what software they're going to use. And unless something dramatically better comes along, then they're not even wasting their time anymore checking out the various options. Now, for myself, one of the things that I was, I would say, very much into over the last 20-something years would be email marketing. Because I did so much of this for my clients, I kept up with every different system that came out, every different app, every type of software, comparing the pros and the cons. At the end of the day, the most important thing I learned was deliverability and being able to customize whatever type of uh, plan that I needed to create for that client for their specific needs. And so having looked at that, I realized that over the next 20-something years, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of competition that comes up in that area, just like any other area. But if what I'm using or what they're using isn't broken, then you really have to ask yourself the question, is it worth fixing? Is it worth leaving an application that you're already used to that does things, let's say, 90% close to perfection? Let's say that 100% is not possible. And if it is possible, that's only in the short term because there's always going to be more bells and whistles available with new products that come out. Now, we can, I'm applying this to email marketing tools. You can apply this if you're a web developer to web development tools. If you're a designer, you can apply this to the different design tools and options that are available out there. There's not going to be a shortage of anything going forward, and that includes competition. But... One one younger person pointed this out, and I thought this was pretty interesting. A guy, I think he was late 20s, early 30s, and he said that he realized that one of the issues that was keeping him back was his inability to be productive and his inability to find a system of productivity that worked well for him. And what he said he did was he would 
look for a productivity type of solution. He would test it out briefly, quickly, implement it over the next few weeks, and then never really grasp all of the ins and outs of how that product worked, could never really apply it so that it worked on a daily basis in a practical way for him. And so we jumped from solution to solution to solution. And he said it, he recognized that after three years of this, that he was losing even more time examining productivity tools and losing even more productivity than if he had just settled on one. But he wasn't able to settle on one because none of them ticked all of the boxes. Maybe you can relate to that kind of thing. Maybe you can relate to it with your marketing. You've never really found a way to market that's been comfortable to you, so you don't really do it consistently. Or you've never found a way to create audios or videos that you're comfortable with, and so again, you've never done it consistently. You don't keep up with it. And consistency is the key with everything in life. You can have a minimal plan to be in shape. It includes walking and push-ups, something simple like that. And if you do those things every day or every other day, whatever your schedule allows, then just think of where you'll be 12 months from now that you're not at right now and that you would never get to, the point you would never get to if you didn't do anything at all because that seemed too simple. So he applied that kind of thinking to his problem, which was productivity. And he said he took three months of living, breathing, and eating productivity tools where that was going to be the only problem in his life that he was going to focus on solving once and for all. And he said that he found the right combinations of apps plus a few manual things, created his own personal productivity system for his personal life and for his business, and he made this statement. That was two years ago. And over the past 24 months, once he put everything that he had into creating a system that was right for him, he said that he no longer has the temptation to ever pick up a book on productivity again. He doesn't have the temptation to ever take another productivity course. And so I thought, you know, that is wisdom in action. And how many of us would benefit if we took that same approach to fixing one problem, that thing that comes up over and over again. Now, I know a few of my friends have done this when it comes to page builders. They've decided to focus on one, master that, and now they don't have to waste all of their time and effort, all things being equal, on figuring out what's new, what's coming next, what new bells and whistles a new system offers. They don't have to waste time on any of that. And we think about productivity in general. If we didn't have the label we didn't have a label that we could say, okay, this is productivity, it would still come back to whatever it is that we're accomplishing or not accomplishing in our lives. It all comes back to what we're able to accomplish every week, every month, every year. And sometimes we look back at our recent lives and we think, wow, I really didn't really accomplish much at all. So if you want to change that, Sometimes you have to go all in on finding out whatever it is that's going to work best for you. And when you find that, make a commitment that this isn't something that you're going to bounce around in going forward. You're, you're going to stick with what works for you until it no longer works. I hope that makes sense. Because big picture, as a solopreneur of any kind, you have a lot on your plate. We can look at things like product development, customer service, and with all of these responsibilities, we can take a topic like digital marketing and immediately, right out of the box, it seems overwhelming and intimidating. 
However, in the big picture for your business, for yourself, building your personal brand, having a strong online presence is essential to reaching potential new customers, growing your business. And so I want to talk about building a practical, easy to execute digital marketing plan and what that might look like for someone who's strapped for time. I want to talk about your target audience, things like identifying some goals and developing a very simple content strategy. And I also briefly want to touch on topics like building your online presence, social media, email, video marketing, all of those types of marketing, as well as measuring and analyzing the results of all of the above. So whether you're new to digital marketing, you're just looking to streamline your current efforts, I think that you'll get a lot out of this episode. Now let's start with number one, defining your target audience. Now for me, this is something that I discovered over a period of time. It wasn't as easy as deciding what niche I wanted to be in and what type of individual was the best fit for me. Honestly, I didn't know. But if you talk to any marketer, they'll tell you that defining your target audience is a critical step, no matter what kind of plan, marketing plan you're trying to put together, because without having a clear understanding of who you're trying to reach, it's difficult to create an effective marketing campaign. But I was going around in a circle in the very beginning because I couldn't create an effective marketing campaign not knowing who it was that I was trying to reach. However, what happened was I decided to focus on the particular need, the problem that I solved, the transformation that I offer, taking someone from point A to point B. And the more I talked about that, the more certain types of individuals began to present themselves or become visible to me. And the more of those individuals I began to do business with. Now, sometimes you may be in a position where the clients come to you more often than not. You may only have to do a minimal amount of marketing, depending on who you're connected to, what networks you have access to, and you can stay busy throughout the year. If you have a path of least resistance willing to pay you for your time and your effort, it usually makes sense to just allow that to happen and allow that to grow. Now, some people, they're looking to get out of the service industry into more of a product creation type of industry. I see pluses and minuses, good things and bad with both. I see good things and bad things in the service industry, but I also see it in the product creation industry. So I decided that why not have a balance of both? Because they both have pluses, they both have minuses. Why not continue to service people who don't demand your blood, sweat, and tears on an ongoing basis? The people who are happy with the work that you do. When I started in the web development and marketing business, I saw website hosting and things like monthly website maintenance plans as a great fit moving forward for recurring income. And so I decided to do that. Most people were happy with that. Every once in a while, I decided that someone was a bad fit. I could see it, they could see it, and then we went our separate ways. It's no different today. That's part of my business, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. So when it comes to defining your target audience, maybe you're going to have two different audiences. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to come up with a plan to split your time between the two. As I said, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because there's people in the service industry who like it to a point, but they don't want to have a 100% service type of focused business. They want to live a life of freedom. They want to enjoy the perks that come with being a solopreneur, and they're not going to be able to scale a business 
trading time for money. That's completely understandable. However, both business models, even if you combine them into one, into a hybrid type of business like I have today, you're still targeting two different audiences because a, a busy business owner is a different type of personality than someone who wants to maybe learn from someone like yourself who has more experience or someone who is willing to buy a set of templates or get some type of training that somebody like yourself that has experience will put together. So if you have two different audiences that you're trying to reach, that's no longer an uncommon thing. A matter of fact, there are people who are in the product creation type of business online, and they're looking to get more into the service oriented business because they see that's easier path to ongoing recurring income because providing services usually is B2B, business to business, as opposed to business to customer, especially being that we're in a time now where more people are tightening their belts. Last year, we did have a recession, briefly one quarter, but the price of goods and services, everything has skyrocketed. And so the B2C is a little more challenging in that type of financial atmosphere. So if you're B2B, business to business, yes, we can create an easier to execute digital marketing plan that's designed for a, let's say, time-strapped solopreneur. If you're B2C, business to customer, we can do the same thing. We can create an easy to execute digital marketing plan for you with the time issue in mind. What does something like that look like? Well, I've tested out different ways of doing this and the perfect, if you want to thread the needle right down the middle is every other week content creation. So in other words, let's say that I have a website, want to put together a blog post, I want it to be informative. Now with AI, we can do that faster than ever before. I'm not saying that AI has to write the entire piece of content, but if you know your topic and you put that information into something like ChatGPT and there's gonna be all other types of challengers on the market very soon, then you know whether or not the content that it gives you back is on the money or not. And even with AI creating content, there's nothing stopping you from going in there, adding your own sentences, rewording things the way you would word them, and doing that. Either way that you look at it, it's going to take you a fraction of the time to cross the finish line as far as that piece of content goes now than it would have even six months ago. So now there's really no excuse why you couldn't create a piece of content, written content, every other week. So when we look at the upcoming month, let's say you're going to start next month, maybe the first week of the month, you produce that written content, and during the third week of the month, you produce that piece of content, and that's it. Now, if you wanna take it one step further, which I do suggest, you use that content that you created, that written content. It could be a script for a video, it could be a script for a podcast, and now you have the option of being both in written form, great for SEO, and in video form, also great for SEO. Or maybe you decide that you want to strip the audio out of it and use that to create a, a podcast. And if you do something like that, then you can go ahead and do what one of my clients do. They create their intro, their outro. They strip out everything from their videos and they launch a podcast. And a lot of them start out for free using something like Anchor FM, for example. And wh what this does, what content creation does... And by the way, there are so many different platforms out there that are niche platforms that people go to for different types of content. You can repost that content in several other places 
very easily. And once you get into a system of doing it, you know that, okay, next week is the first week of the month. Thursday is going to be the best day for me to take an hour, hour and a half. I'll use the AI. I'll create my content. Maybe I'll record my podcast episode right after that. After you do it several times, you'll get faster and faster and faster. So I started using AI in December of last year, and I've been taking time every single day trying to streamline my own efforts, help my clients streamline theirs, and it's been super, super effective. Now, I'm talking about this now. We're not looking at AI as a threat to your future. We're not talking about all of the harm that it may do. Yeah, that's a conversation for another day. I'm talking about how to use it right here, right now, where we are at this particular point in time. And it's still an asset or it it still can be seen as an asset for you. I know some people that create copywriting templates and things like that. And they were saying things like, I think it's all this side of the business is over. Who's going to buy these templates from me? when they could use a system like ChatGPT to create their own, their own sales copy. And I thought to myself, what would I, they weren't asking me for my advice. They were just making a statement, how they felt about it. And I thought to myself, if I were them, then I think what I would do is I would double down on the AI and I would start cranking out whatever type of copy. If I was creating copy for a certain industry, then by the end of this month, I would probably want to have 20 or 50 templates, whereas before I may have only had 10. You get where I'm going? And be so prolific. That's the thing about these tools. It enables you to be prolific in what you're able to create and the amount of time you're able to do it in. I know a lot of people, they would love it if they could hire other people to come alongside of them and double and triple their efforts. They don't have the finances to do that yet. Well, depending on what it is that you're trying to do, now AI can come alongside of you and it can make up that difference. So, you know, we talked about defining your target market. I realize that some of you are going to have two different markets. Some of you are in B2B and in B2C and you're one day one looks good, one day the other looks good. I understand building a business in both because that's what I do. That's what I've done. The only difference between me and you most likely is that I started back in the late 1990s. So I've had, you know, over two decades to establish relationships and I have people that just, you know, give my name out there because I've been around for so long. But when I do my B2C business on that side, then I haven't really focused on it like I did the other because there's just the, the income with the other is significant. So I put a lot of time and effort to helping my clients individually. However, that said... If we look at the minimal marketing plan, something that's easy to execute, if you don't have a lot of time, something you can stick to, then if you look at the two pieces of content, the two weeks a month, week one and week three, let's say, that still leaves open week two and week four. So even if you dedicate it, let's say, an hour or two hours the first Thursday of the month to audience number one and the second Thursday of the month, to audience number two, and then go back and forth to fill up your four weeks of the month, then you're only talking about maybe one day a week creating two different kinds of content. A long-form blog post that can double as a script for an audio or a video. And the faster that you get at it, you may decide that I want to take that same content, maybe do three things. Maybe I'll create the blog post, maybe I'll create the video, and then I'll strip the audio out, add an intro-outro to it, and start a podcast. You can start a podcast for free at Anchor FM, and some of my clients are doing that. 
Now, one of the things that I like to do is I like to tell people to post, to take a chance. I know when people talk about social media, usually they're referring to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, sometimes YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is social media too. It's just a little different. But, you know, they talk about the ones that are firmly established. There's so many new ones that are out there and so many options that creating content and spreading it out all over the place is easy as uploading or cutting and pasting. So if you upload a video to YouTube, then you could also upload it to several other video platforms. If you upload a blog post to your own website, then you can easily upload that text to a place like medium.com or several others. So the first time you do it, it might feel kind of clunky, but you'll come up with your own little productivity system to make it easier for you. And the difference here is this. Consistency is the key with almost anything today. If you just go all out in the beginning and you try to do something that requires 100% time and effort, you're grinding it out, how long are you going to grind for? A month, two months, three months, six months? Even if you do it for a whole year, it's not sustainable. Whereas taking a few hours one day a week to create a minimal amount of content and to make it good, I mean, let's say it takes you that whole day just to create your text and to use that text as your script for another type of content. Let's just say it took all day. Don't you think that like after doing that for two or three months, you could go from all day to half a day? Just something to think about. In the big picture of marketing, we can really break down the goals of why we're doing this into four very simple areas that we can remember. One is brand awareness. Most cases, the brand is you. With increased visibility, people begin to recognize who you are. That's goal number one, or one type of goal. The next is lead generation, having people join your list, become part of your mailing list or database, however you want to look at it. Three, the obvious one is sales. Right? If you have something that you're selling, product, service, or both, that you have people that are aware of you, they join your mailing list, and when it's time to sell something, it's as easy as sending out an email. And finally, customer engagement or customer connection. And this is where we begin to interact with the people that read our content, the people that buy our products and services, our customers, our clients. And that relationship can be a relationship that will last a lifetime. I've learned that from firsthand experience. If you will engage with people, some people won't want to engage with you. They won't want to exchange emails or talk about things. Hey, that's fine. But there's plenty of people that will appreciate the time that you took to reach out to them and see if you could help them to see if they were happy with their product purchase or see if they're happy with how everything is going. If there's a problem, then you can nip it in the bud as opposed to the alternative where you're out of sight, out of mind, and then you find out that the customer, the client isn't happy when it's too late. All right, I'm starting to run out of time. So let me start wrapping up some of these loose ends. As a solopreneur, content creator, freelancer, whatever label you prefer, you don't have to sacrifice your time or a lot of resources to execute a successful digital marketing plan. You can choose your target audience if you already know who they are, or you can focus on creating content around whatever type of problem it is that you solve, and you'll learn over time what type of audience is attracted to you and to your brand. Remember, some content is simply designed to build your brand and to keep you from being out of sight and out of mind. Other times, your content is designed to drive traffic to your website via SEO 
or social media. The every other week approach works great for SEO, works great for social media, and it works great for brand building. And if you have extra time, maybe you wanna do it once a week. Other times, it makes sense to create a piece of content with the intent on building your mailing list or to attract new prospects. And finally, sometimes we create marketing content or content that's designed to directly sell our product or our service, and that's about as straightforward as it gets. You don't need a complicated marketing strategy at the end of the day. You don't have to complicate things like content creation or even your messaging. What you need is consistency. And to accomplish that as a solopreneur, you have to keep things simple more often than not. I would say at least 99% of the time, we'll leave 1% for the outlier out there that can do multiple things and do them all well. But the average person, you have to keep things simple, meaning simple for you as an individual. And you can achieve this kind of consistency by finding apps and tools that you're comfortable using And instead of jumping from tool to tool to tool, using the latest, greatest, whatever happens to come out in your marketplace, stay with things that you can master, tools, apps, processes over time by refining them, by learning more about them and having that simple strategy in place. You can save time, you can save money, and you can still achieve all of your digital marketing objectives. Remember, consistency and persistence are the key to seeing results with anything. Now, if you're consistent, and you're persistent in creating a specific type of content and getting a specific type of message out there and people are seeing it but they're just not responding, then I would say that maybe it's time to go back and adjust your focus, adjust whatever topics that you're creating content around and focus on what people are interested in now. You know, so many times people start a project maybe a year ago based on what people were interested in then. By the time they launch it, They're six to 12 months down the line and the focus has changed. Yes, that can be frustrating, but a lot of times attention jumps from category to category and it will come back to that topic again. It's just not something that people are focused on right now. I know right now in my market or in a lot of markets, people are focusing on chat GPT. People are focusing on AI and the ways that that can improve workflow or the threats that it may be bringing to any given marketplace. So if you're going to jump from thing to thing to thing, then you're probably not going to grow deep roots, regardless of whatever it is that you're doing. You have to focus on your message. You have to focus on your content and you have to be consistent with it. And yes, sometimes even doing that, you won't get the result that you had hoped for. But once you've done that, once at least you can say that you were consistent, then you can make logical, well thought through adjustments And that's how growth occurs. Think about your own life. Let's just put marketing to the side for a moment. You know when you have certain experiences and things don't turn out maybe the way you had hoped, and then you find yourself again at the beginning of an experience that reminds you of something that you've already been through? Isn't it true that you approach this the next time with a little more experience, with a little better insight, and hopefully the result that you achieve is a little bit better? And so on. We follow that pattern throughout our lives until finally we understand things perhaps much, much better than we did in the very beginning. That's usually the way it goes. We learn, we grow, we develop as individuals. The same thing is true when we talk about developing as a solopreneur, developing as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. 
all of these adjustments we make and we continue to improve with the passing of time. Yeah, sometimes you just hit everything just right. You thread the needle and you go from failure to success seemingly overnight. But usually it's more of a stair-step process where you go up and then things kind of even out. And then you go up another step and things kind of even out. So I just wanted to share that with you because just stay encouraged. Being encouraged is probably half of the game here. A lot of people, they have setbacks. Yeah, they learn from them, but they don't apply what they learn to the next stage of their growth process. And so what could take a shorter period of time ends up taking a longer period simply because they do not stay consistent. They don't keep on keeping on. All right, that's about all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them. Share it on social media, wherever you happen to be. Send it in the inbox. Or you can send them to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. Back episodes can be found there as well. Thank you again for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you later. 